Oh. Hey, Mike Will, give me a beat. Mike Will. Yeah. Sticks, homie, ate the kids home. Think what's now, sweat a kid grown. Fly. I'm in fly mode, take a seat, stupid, you see the sign on. Sorry, doc, it took a long time. Been on tour with Snoop, I was on my grind. Missed a couple calls, Hollywood and all. Tangeray got me feeling like hope, it's fine. <laughs> so I hit the booth for the caffeine show. Smooth D, holla, get at me, though. AQ, nice, running like an athlete, bro. Cook, cook, cold, man. That's what I be, and so be Porsche. Cook, cook, cold, man. Pockets like Big Shirley, that's Martin Mike, hurt you. Cook, cook, cold, man. Bars be cold, Alcatraz, Mike Murphy. Yeah, caffeine on the show, we the best out. There you go. In your mouth, money running like water, never drop. Prepare the royal baggage, king be out. Cars never gon' lease a king be out. Hurry up and buy, old dog, get out. Damn, blah. Hey, Stixie, can't be serious. I'm about to service a shade for five. I'm living this Warren Buffett life. See, I get this wealth. My name is Money Cocksucker. Introduce yourself. Your last name ain't Benjamin. I don't need your help. If you ever block my money, just shoot yourself. Damn, I thought I told you before, this caffeine morning show, let's go, yo, yo doc, I told you I got this thing right here, dawg, this caffeine morning show, smooth DQ nice Porsche, what up, you know what I'm saying, this how we, you know what? See, I flip the bars like a pie, move a hundred keys out overnight. That mean a hundred wraps in 24, I can sell it for 17.5. That's real work across seas. If rap don't work, I move these. Too metaphoric, then please. Like Swiss beats, I push keys. Don't forget I'm from Watsy, I deliver. No DiGiorno, no porno. Goodbye, December. Porsche will tell all the girls he fine, but he married, go figure. Just still jumping his DM anyway because he... No, I'm just playing. <laughs> you, I got you. This how we do. Caffeine morning show. Blah! AM Caffeine show. AM Caffeine show. It's your boy DOC. All right, Marlo J, say something. I was about to. Can you give me a segundo? And your girl, Marlo J. Marlo J's in the building. Um, Ron C back with us because he did such a great job last week. So we decided to bring his ass back this week. But Ron C, that's it. That's it? Yeah. No, <laughs> that's it. it but you, but hey. It was, a, it was a nice run. Yeah, it was a nice run. <laughs> did a good job. Yeah. 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 Decided to let you live because yeah, we had yeah. a special guest. So I was like, you know, you did pretty good last week. So I rewarded you by letting you hang out with us this once one again. This one swear today. he he a Roman and, and ain't running a damn thing <laughs> but his mouth. Ain't running nothing but his mouth. Swear. Like I told you guys uh, on Wednesday, excuse me, Friday, that we we're gonna have a very special guest today, man. And when I, when we talk about um, creating a sound. And creating the backdrop for West Coast music, and I don't, and, and I don't even want to limit it, limit him to saying that he only does that. But when you want that go to, just when you hear his production, you make that face like that don't make no damn sense. It's so funky. Funky. Um, the one and only. Let me tell you, if you don't gang bang, but you hear this oh music, you can, 
I don't care where you from when when a battle cat starts, you just start you can't help you just start throwing up signs. You can't you don't even know why. You know? It's so damn funky. Just signs. The one and only DJ Battle Cat in the damn building. Battle Cat. <laughs> West Legendary What's producer happening? DJ. Thanks for coming through, man. Shout out to my boy Ken who made this happen Ken. for me. Ken in the damn building, dude. Battle Cat, up, man, how long has it been? You've been in the game. How long has it been now? Man, it's almost 3 0, man. Really? Wow. Yeah, man. Hands down. Professional, too, since does, day one. Does it feel that long? Yeah, it really does, man. Because we're talking said, about yeah. the '90s, man. <laughs> right. I mean, I you mean, know, most people are like no. Absolutely, feels, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's 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 been good. It's really been good. It's been high and it's been low, but it is what it is, man. We make the best of it out here. That's what I love about the West Coast. We take you know something from nothing and make it the business. You right. Know what I'm saying? Right. We force to be reckoned with the culture, the lifestyle, the history. Everything about us out here, you know what I'm saying? I don't care what it is, you know what I'm saying? You're going to figure you're gonna figure shit out real quick coming to California. Right. What Straight part out. of California are you from, Battle South Central, Slauson and Crenshaw, Nipsey Hustle District. You better 60s. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Crenshaw. She want to act like she know about the hood, but don't know about I the do clocker. I know about the hoods. Don't know about the clocker, okay. Um, <laughs> Kat, what got you into... Producing, like, what made you want to become a, a music producer? Hmm, that's funny that you say that, man. Um, as far as in real music, before rap came, it would be someone like, exactly like Barry White because him coming through the neighborhood, seeing him on uh, High High Park and Brian Hurst coming to get his drum compositions done from James Gapson in the hood, that was crazy. And then seeing him roll off in that Rolls Royce or Cadillac, it was just crazy not to know that that's what he was doing. So. <clears throat> and then seeing how he was with being hands-on with the kids and the community, you know what I'm saying, and testing the music out and playing it in the car and the driveway early in the morning, late at night, or wherever coming and going, it's just amazing to see how someone was able to get that kind of love through a notorious, you know, place known for violence and drugs. But in the, in the golden word. 70s and 80s, it was still love, you know what I'm saying, before it, it, uh, the community, you know, took a turn uh uh, for a short time for us violence or whatnot. It's way better now. I love it. I still love the hood regardless of its imperfection. I take that and just make some out of it. But uh second guy would definitely be <clears throat> um Dr. Dre, you know, Andre Young, you know what I'm saying? Coming out of high school and watching him uh being a DJ and as well as a, a mixer early on. It was crazy seeing that. Uh, he told me a little inside that he was uh, at Radio Scope. You know, so I think this was something that was uh, connected with KACE. Oh, KH! Wow. So he yes. had his job there. You know, um, becoming an engineer and mixing the record, the same uh, song that comes on for the show every day and or, or, or every week. And so <clears throat> his passion, uh, along with DJing, it just went hand in hand. So just. Seeing him making records early on, I just said, you know what? This make a lot of sense. And uh, I had a good friend who brought me in the backyard of uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Dre with, uh, with the homie uh, Lonzo from Wrecking Crew. Lonzo. And it happened to be the same day that Dre was leaving to form NWA. What? So he showed me how to work this drum machine that I never laid my hands on. And we shook hands and he showed me how to really program and put my uh, time signature together so I can stretch the beat out. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, 
just giving me that kind of jewel like that, he could have just got his shit and kept kept it moving. But he, right. didn't, he didn't do that. He just said, you know what? I like what you're doing. Uh, you want to learn a little bit more about what you're doing and how to use it. I can just give you this, and then you you know you'll have the rest from there because it sounds like you know what you're doing. And so that was a blessing. And that ever since then, I just kept at it. You know what I'm saying? What's the wow. first the first big hit that you had that you produced? Oh man, uh, my boy from Long Beach, named uh, Domino Sean Ivory, aka Domino, <clears throat> hey. out of Long Beach, California, Ghetto Jam, Sweet Potato Pie. Yo, yes. come on, we can start right there. Hold on, yes, Ron sir. C. Yes, sir. Come on, dude. If you don't give me that mother effing damn Ghetto Jam, and we're gonna talk, what? You got the white there already? You yeah. Ready right there? What? Man, I can listen. tell you, I was freaking to this. It's funny that you were here with you playing right now. It's inspired by the East and the West Coast at the same time. Yes. We're talking about Sly and the Family Stone singer, a simple song. That's where the drum beat came from. We're talking about the, the that stab right there. If you listen to Masquerade by George Benson right before the verse hit. Oh, my. You absolutely right. Yes. I want people to do their homework, man, because they only let them know that it was original composition, but it was inspired by people who, who made a change in music and put love and and everything in respect and, and integrity into just the art of being a musician. So working with Domino being a love for jazz and hip hop and R&B and funk and church as well. It's like, man, you embody all that. That's where you at. I'm like, well, that's that's what I grew up on. I got my, my ass whooped with that music. Uh, you know, graduations in the whole nine yards, man. Let's just do something. So we stepped outside. Uh, a uh, 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 situation that really took us to another level, and that was gang uh, banging on wax. My right. boy Tweety Bird from Compton, and uh, the great late uh, uh, Ronnie Phillips, rest in peace. You know, gave me an opportunity to be a part of that record, and we wanted to change the game. And that's how I met Domino through a best friend. That's what I was going to ask you. How yeah. did you meet Domino? I met Domino by a man named David Scott Lindley uh, from Brooklyn, New York, Four Green, if I'm not wrong. Um, Incredible individual for picking talent and, uh, and having a hell of an ear. So while we was doing banging the wax, he insists that I hear him. So I stop and listen, and it was a life changer because I never heard anyone who can hold a melody but then uh, hold the essence and the rawness of, of of rapping. You know what I'm saying? That's hard to maintain a melody. And uh, so at that time, I'm trying to think that yeah, Nate Dog was already out. So but to come to find out, they had. Uh, uh, a similar relationship with Snoop Dogg as well as in his earlier bringing. But anyway, it, it, it brought me to a unique level because Russell Simmons decided to take the chance and that was another beautiful uh, element to the success of the record because, <clears throat> you know, The Chronic was a changer, you know what I'm saying, especially from Dre transitioning from uh, the N.W.A. album and then, then to start over again. So to get inspiration like he did, <clears throat> it, was it was an inspiration for me to do a whole album, 9 out of 10. So if you really wanted to know what a producer, passion and integrity is way back then, to hold down a whole album, album. like that, right? I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm very humble to showcase that kind of talent. You know and what that I'm was saying? with Domino? Yes, that's what with Domino. And that label, that was Outburst, correct? <laughs> yes, Outburst slash uh, uh, RAL, which is Russell Associated Label. So Outburst, whose label was Outburst? Who's it was a conglomerate of two gentlemen, uh, Greedy Greg. Uh, that's right. And right, right. Uh, my boy Anti out of uh, Los Angeles, California, in the, in the Harlem hood. You know what I'm saying? Off of Western and uh, King Boulevard. When you fit, when you did Ghetto Jam and it was done, did you have 
an idea that it was going to blow up like it did? You know what? No, because, I mean, it's funny that you say that. I, I'm, I'm, I've been a KD mix master for one, so um, to have our records played kind of was like, you know, okay, the records, you know, we, Greg would let us play our demos and hip-hop records, and so I enjoyed that. But to have my own record and a hit and knowing that the community would love it and people like Biggie saying, here we go, here we go, but I'm not Domino, it let me know that I had touched, you know, right. the east to the west. Right. And that was important with me. And I didn't really know and understand that it was another part of the world internationally that would embrace the record and love it as well. And when I seen that, I'm, I, I got embraced with different musicians in the game who did play for Janet Jackson and Prince and they up on their earlier uh, uh, years of, of hip hop. And, and they say, man, I didn't know that was you that did that kind of music, man. This is what we're talking about. Someone who understands real music, but then know how to integrate it with uh, uh, hip hop and real music. You know what I'm saying? Dre did that well with having live musicians. I just followed the same same get down because I'm a drummer by nature first. Right. So I know how important it was to have live instrumentation with uh, the art of making, you know, uh, beats and hip hop and, and, and gathering all those elements like that. So I'm just. So a after, the, after the success of Domino and like you said, you did nine out of ten songs on that album. Yeah. After the success of that. Yes. Um, what was. What what was your next what what was the next in in your production journey? What was the next project that you did? And mm. um, did you understand the business? So it it did well, but what from a monetary standpoint mm -hmm. were you able to reap some of the benefits? Like, did you understand how the business worked? You know what? Of course, everyone has their crash and burn and and learn, and you know your lesson situation. And of course, <laughs> right. I, I of course I was in it for the fundamental of it and I didn't know my value first coming in and I stress that to people to now read and understand <clears throat> by law what they're entitled to because that goes a long way with how you were able to uh, maintain independence where it's just like uh, having a job with benefits you know what I'm saying and once you find out what the benefits is it take it a long uh, take you a long way but no I didn't know the business right and it was scary it was scary at, at one point I would have I would have did the whole album for maybe less than nothing but when I found when I found out later that I was using other people's compositions to make these records go, it was, it was only a few records that was original. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. So I knew I would have had more percentage and control of me owning my master or the the record at that time, but I didn't. So to help me understand that and not re will uh, be uh, foolish foolish about the situation because I was hurt because the people that I did the record for uh, they they encouraged me to get a lawyer, but Think they they still did some things that didn't make sense. So it's it's sad when those kind of situations take place because you you say, well, damn, I heard so much about the Jews and the whites doing things wrong, but it happened in our own backyard. Right. right. So I, I found a way to get past that by hooking up with the legendary and iconic in his own way. His name was Harry O, the man who wow. put the finances behind Death Row. That bum, man, bum, bum, bum. that right. man, yeah. So right. I'm gonna make it short. I'm gonna make it short and sweet. So uh, to find out what my value was, that man said, "You know, cat, I know you're upset, but I'm here to educate you and show you how you can get the money. You got. I want you to first look at the history first, cat. Your record is out. Russell Simmons got the record. They can can the record and put it on the shelf, and it, and then the opportunity for someone like him that believes in the product in the first place that's got it out." 
you don't want to mess that up. Mm-hmm. The record is on the radio. You're doing wonderful and making a name for yourself early on. I know it's like we took you out of high school and put you in uh, uh, a... I will, we, we took you out of junior high and put you yeah, in college right, like that. Mm-hmm. So he said, listen, that's not Sue Russell Simmons. That's wait and let them promote and push that record to the fullest until it's, it's all said and done. You're talking about four quarters of a, of a, uh, of a uh, royalty situation when your money's being recuperated from mechanicals and sales and all that. So he said, just wait and we're going to cease and desist and then we're going to go in there and do our thing and you gonna, we're going to show you what your value is. So the budget was about 300 and some change. I ended up walking away about one, a buck seventy five. I ain't never seen that kind of money in my life. <laughs> right. So he taught me my value <clears throat> early on, but I still didn't understand the business. I was good with getting upfront money. Right. It's but that I wasn't good with main, maintaining the, the 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 long end of it. And I understand that and filing taxes and learning how to do these things that would secure you, and and to do more original composition than sampling someone else's material is very important because. If you if you call yourself who you are, and that's your identity and your sound, what, okay, what is that? What do it consist of? Where they can see, okay, that's you. I don't hear James Brown. I don't hear Drake. I don't hear Quick. Right. I hear him and his mm-hmm. expression in music. So as the years went by, I started really developing that, and that's what kept me long in a long, in a longevity. You know. Fashion wow. about my music. I had no idea about the Harry O. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so beautiful what, what brother, would you man. Say, what would you say that you know across the nation or yes. even across the world would people pretty much say? Okay, I know this is the Battle Cat sound. Uh, wait a minute, rephrase that question again. I was off. Like across, yeah, yeah, <laughs> across yeah, that's the, important what you just said. Across the nation or across, across the, the world, nation, yes. what song would you would you say that people always recognize as the Battle Cat sound? And it's crazy that you say that. I mean, for those who don't want to go back to what I was doing early on, I started clapping when I started getting down with the homie uh, Dub C and I did Just Clowning. That's the first time I produced funk like that with melodics and claps. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But as I went on, and and thank God for him giving me the opportunity to, to produce that style on his record, uh, it was definitely well, Roger Troutman as well. Man, you know? I can hear, I can hear you the know influence. That. You can, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So it's, we just talking about instrumentation, right? Right. So uh, keeping that integrity, I just say the record. Basically, I'm a, I'm gonna speed things up. It definitely will be what I did with with corrupt, and that's wicked freaky. Because that was the second gentleman to get uh, that sound from me before Snoopy got to me to do. Uh, G'd up and no other records, so so it, you would say that uh, I say we I would say yeah, open yeah, the door yeah, for it, it. Definitely went all the way because we're talking about when you hear that, like what is why it's doing what it's doing now. We're talking about people who love music and love West Coast, but didn't know that someone could be so melodic in music from the West Coast. Right. Besides, quick, right, coming from Compton, this is somebody from South Central California, right, who 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 really understands the music. But it was it was mandatory that I would have my own original sound because back then we, we was hard on on producers that sound like someone. You would uh-huh. you would be called a biter, a biter. and copycat, <laughs> and, and they would show up. Taker. Yeah, they, they would. <laughs> Show up to your events and and boo you and all yes, that, or yes. yeah, or say you know you got people rooting for the original sound where it came from. So Absolutely. That's I'm glad. I'm glad. Hold you yeah, to it. yeah, people yeah. will hold you to what you said on your record yeah. too. 
so 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 the cl- so the clap elements and the banging the banging uh, drums and the bass line, those two things right there. I am a bass and drum person. I do play drums. I'm a drummer first by nature. I became a, a bass player, keyboard place bass player, because uh, I didn't I wasn't I just wasn't familiar at the time with picking up a string. I didn't want to play that many strings just to create <laughs> create my melody so piano was fundamental because of my mama thank you mama you know what i'm saying playing bo- boogie woogie on um, black keys and then i learned how to play outstanding on black keys All so right. that's wow. when i start you know just doing my thing right there so wicked frigate is that signature among uh, uh, other other records I what guess. is black keys well, black you keys. look on the piano, oh, no, baby. Piano. The black oh, ivory keys. You got the white ones and you, you got, got black the black ones. ones. So you only played on the black ones? I still, to this day, play predominantly uh, in black keys. What I do is transpose the keys to black because I I, I, I came up with a unique uh, skill set and how I get from one note to another. Wow. Right. And Chucky Booker told me, like, look, dude, if it ain't broke and your, and your, and your skill set is there and you can hear, that's, that's it right there. Just keep doing it. But... I wouldn't advise anyone to just stay in black keys. Learn your white keys too, because you want to be able to play in any key at any given time. Right. He a different kind of woke. He only playing the black keys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different kind of woke. Um, so, and I, I'm glad that you you brought up uh, Roger Troutman and you brought yes. up you brought up Zap because the claps just like in heard it through the grapevine is so. Uh, come on, man! You doing your work. It's so Damn, crazy. Man. Yes. So I can definitely hear that because that's the first thing you know a battle cat joint because yes. that claps hit so damn hard. And you you know what? Just to make it simple, just the metaphor expression of it. In class, they were they were you know they would ask you to clap, you know, to show appreciation for a situation when you in someone's birthday or or. Uh, you in a choir, you in the band, or the, the band will request, or someone will command you to clap. I seen how infectious that is in doing so, and that's one of the most human uh, uh, instruments and instrumentation that I ever heard organically that just really touched me. So <clears throat> you you got thin claps, you got big claps. So yeah, I, I wanted them big claps because when you heard a Roger record or when you heard a uh, a record from George Clinton. Uh, or Ray Parker Jr. There's many other others. You know, I don't want people to sleep on the people who, who, who do do music as well. But the, it, it just it was a perfect signature for me to say, you know what? That's what I'm gonna do. I'm a, I'm gonna clap their ass to the top. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, AM Caffeine Show, the one and only legendary Battle Cat hey, is in the building. Hey. So Ron C, let's go into a real quick mix and come back because there's so much more I want to talk to Cat about and there's so much music for us to cover. Do you by any chance, if you're a real DJ, you would have this. So do you by any chance do you have Grapevine, Heard Through the Grapevine by Zap? We got to start off with that because that crap right there don't make no yeah, damn right. sense how start incredible that after is. After eight, eight bars, you're right. Man, yeah, AM Caffeine Show. Battle Cat is in the damn building. Don't go nowhere. Uh, we up in here. Ron C on the ones and twos. Let that go. Ron C. Yeah.
Switches, which is one piece, one. Why I gotta make mine? Uh -huh. Cause these fools on the streets trying to take mine. Uh -huh. What's up, lady? Time's getting shady. You gotta lick stick with it. Why? That's why I'm sick with it. Hard to maintain in this world of pain. But I'm assert these rhymes like dimes of cane. Check it out. Why can't we just chill and get along? What the views you choose to use is wrong. Relax. Me and baby S got it mapped to a T. Just ride with me. Battle cat in the back with a sack on D. On D. Rhyme with the young OG. OG. Dipping down the shawl. All of y'all as we bounce rock skate on three. On three. On three. We can freak it. Freak it if you want to. Say that if you want to. But come on, that cadence. No, we can freak it. Thank you. 
don't need no intro. We run from East Long Beach to West South Central. Credentials to kick flows and rip shows. Dip foes and pimp while the end don't blow. You know that West Coast low mentality. Focused on reality but living in a whole nother galaxy. We keep it straight hard but go at the spot. Banging snatch chains in the parking lot. Don't matter. It still be fine together. Pick about the thing and I got to have her. It's routine and cool clean. Let's hit the show. You know we all f- once they clinch the pole. Grip the satin in my hand. Pack the gat on my lap. Cause it's hating when you're skating and your pockets is fat. Don't act for a minute like you had surprise. Just recognize the real way the gangsters ride. If it ain't chronic, don't blaze it up. And if it ain't a Chevy, don't raise it up. You know we keep it banging, don't break the phone. So all the real stay gangsted up. We making paper suckers only claim to touch. By sticking to the script and never changing up. You know we keep it banging, don't break the phone. Keep it real, motherfuckers stay gangsted up. It's going down, motherfuckers. Like that. Sound like Battle Cat. Been upstairs with that. In the night, don't stop. I hope nobody don't call the cops. It don't stop the beat to make you pop lock. Not better yet, cause it's to keep your Glock hot. You think I'm tripping? Fool, I ain't bull. You better read up on this shit to keep the ladies non-fiction. Watch out for the friction. This West Coast on mine, and f- anybody dissing. Listen, doghouse out, cause I'm a gangster crib. See, walking, holding on the extra clip. Now you wanna be a friend, but you gon' make me unload and slap the other clip in, reload. You wanna go toe to toe, set my pistol down on the ground, on the pound? Hell no. I'm saying gangster up, cause it just lives in me. And when I've seen enough, I guess that's when I'll be somebody. Once I ever really see, don't speak on me. I won't stop, so let me be. We all from the street, somebody. I'm- Last time I checked. AM Caffeine Show. <laughs> Ron Cena was and twos. The one and only Let's DJ Battle Cat, legendary in the damn building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Feels what? so good. Come on now. What? Cat. That's a hood. That's I'm a over hood. here the banging the for the. I'm I, I banging know, for I know, the. I know. I know. I seen you over here boogieing your I'm ass off. I'm banging out the hood, nigga. Come on, right. That's what, what? we do. Question for you, Cat. When you did um with corrupt, when you did uh we can freak it, how did the whole um. Charlie Wilson thing happened. And it's funny. Um, well, that's just a stick for how that record made, was put together. First of all, uh, the foundation of it was just to be in another direction because it was going to end up being Trey D's record. A lot of people didn't know that. Okay. That would have been dope to hear that. Right. But I'm glad I followed up later with G'd up for them So because he wanted one too. So uh, uh, I ended up listening to a couple of records that I grew up on and I found out that this legendary uh, musician and producer who I was following in R&B, you know, uh, we used to play his records. Uh, I still do uh, occasionally where I'm, where, where I'm at where they can appreciate that music. And that's Ray Parker Jr. who did Ghostbusters. Cat Sleep who, on Ray Parker Jr. Uh, radio. Cat Sleep for, on for Radio. Jack and Jill. Uh, for those who like the groove, It's Your Night. Now, It's Your Night is the original essence and melody of uh, we can freak it as soon as you put it on you're going to hear the melody right. and structure and and, and uh, inspiring uh, melodies of uh, we can freak it okay so when corrupt actually got in the room he had got his new deal and uh, it was with Entra A and M right A and M right so that was cool to see him do his thing and see Snoop Dogg support him so. It was crazy because we've been knowing each other before he went to death row. When he came out here from Philly and he went to high school, he went to uh, 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 Luzinger High. And uh, a guy named uh, Lamont Broomfield, my hood, used to manage him in Big U. So uh, the the gentleman, uh, anyway, just to speed it up, he he came to me. And at that time, I met uh, 
a couple of other people who was in the mix in the room with us. And it happened to be my man, Black Tovin, which is Jelly Roll's bigger brother. And they are, are Tulsa, Oklahoma, Wilson family, you know what I'm saying? Extended family. Right. So uh, he actually brought Dre Wilson first to my, my set session, which is the oldest, if, I, if I'm not wrong. I think Ronnie Wilson is the oldest. It's Ronnie Wilson, Charlie Wilson, and Robert, rest in peace, the right. bass player. Right. So Ronnie had three sons, uh, Dre Wilson, Casey Wilson, and Brian, and Brian. Wilson. Shout so out Brian. All the Wilson. So... The boy had a unique, uh, you know, performance and, and a strong uh, voice that remind me so much of Charlie. All of them have a little bit of Charlie and their daddy, Ronnie. Those was the two vocalists. So sometimes you would hear Ronnie don't even know it's Charlie. Right. But of course, Charlie was the dominant one. But anyway, it trans, it trans, it just, it just, it just, the, the legacy and the, and the vocal cords transcended down to uh, the homie. And uh, I gave him a shot to, Put a melody, but the younger brother of the Wilsons named Casey Wilson is who wrote the melody and the song and told his older brother Andre Wilson go sing this. So right. when they did and they put the vocals over the over the track, and I heard it going through the speakers. After the first take, I just stopped the machine and just ran outside, and we all was just screaming, jumping up like little kids <laughs> at a at a pajama party, man, because we knew we had you, something you had one. that was going to really touch the world. So I say, we can freak it, freak if you want to, dine if you want to, communicating you know that we can freak it. And so really what the song was about was about taking the negative and turning it into a positive situation. Uh-huh. Uh, it was nothing about being uh, sexual or anything about it, oh. but you know. So I you, knew I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you would have heard more that would explain that. But you know, um, when you listen to Corrupt's verse, it was talking about you know, you know, don't be jealous of what this is. You know, what I'm saying just see how I do what I do, and if it inspires you to do better or, or, or a different expression of what I do, then cool. Then you got the you got the recipe and freaking freaking your situation and got making you. it a better. Better one than than what than what it is, right? And it worked, so it that led me to a bigger relationship with Faith Evans, Brian McKnight, Nate Dog, nice. uh, Raphael Sadiq, you know, it, uh, Deborah Cox, you know, Faith Evans. They brought me to all these people because they've been wanting a Battle Cat sound for a long time, and I didn't know that. But that We Can Freak It record is is what jumped out at them. And it gave me more of a leverage to become a well-rounded producer, producer. who could who could produce other genres than just the, the the lane I was in. Right. So that was Andre Wilson, not Charlie. Yeah, no, it was Andre Wilson, but written written uh, and uh, performed. It was written by Casey, the younger brother, Casey Wilson, but it was performed by uh, Andre Wilson, which is the oldest brother of Ronnie, which is the big bigger. Uh, which is the father of all the three sons. Got you. Oh, got you got get you. it? Yeah, so yeah. It was so his son. Uncle. It was his son. That's why you just feel the essence. Yeah, that's of, why you still feel home. it. Yeah, but, yeah. But if you listen to it, it was real melodic and smooth. I mean, you gonna hear some similarities of it. But it, I got another record I did. It was called uh, Under Pressure, and that record and other records, you know, the Charlie vibe came out even that much more. But they, one thing I, I respect about them, they they had the vibe, but they didn't really want to do Charlie, you know, and being. You know, they just had something natural that that was just beautiful, young, and 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 it was necessary because I haven't had, I didn't, I didn't even know what it was to have a writer to write to my music. I right. Still, you know, have it, let alone having Domino. 
you know, that was a rapper and a singer, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. so, but it was just a blessing to get that opportunity one more time and many more as Nate Dogg entering my life as well. That's awesome. After you do that and you said that, you know, We Can Freak, it really opened opened up your world as a producer to all these other genres and all these other artists who may have wanted to work with you before, but now they're really understanding that you can do something a, a little different because We Can Freak It didn't sound like anything. And it had, like you said, a variety. It was rap, but it had the melodies and singing and all that stuff. Yes. What what would you say, what was the uh, first song coming out of that that you did that wasn't hip-hop? Damn. Faithfully, in a sense. So it was Faith. Yeah, it's, it's Faith Evans because... Uh, it was, it was strictly R&B driven. We're talking about the Entumi drum loop, which was uh, juice, uh, Juicy Fruit. Yeah. But then uh, she put her own spin on it because the music was original. Right. You know, and the song was called Faithfully, which was our uh, title album. Yes. And then, and then we, had an, <clears throat> we had another hit on there inspired by one of my partners who produced on the album, Michelangelo, who did You Gets No Love. May You Gets you no, no Love. love. Shout out Michelangelo from, from the R&B group Portrait. Yes. I know it's not too ghetto. Yes, yes, you yes. So. yes. And that <laughs> yeah. joint right there, and it was so L.A. because she, had, she had the low riders yes. and she yes. was hitting yes. switches yes. in that joint. Yeah, that whole sound like that. You know, you know us, we slap, we clap, we melodic, we music, and... Uh, it still had the roller skate, you know, the feel to uh, it, yeah. disco almost kind of thing to it because we understood that in the up in the early '80s of music, right? You know, studying the culture, well and wheel skate land, you know, uh, skate land, uh, Sherman Square roller rink, you know, Uncle Jam Army, K Day, you know, that whole culture. Uh, it was important that we 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 put that through the music, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because one thing we didn't do a lot was capture a lot of visuals. And videos to document all the culture and the history of the of of, of of West Coast, the making of it. Some people did good, you know, like Drake did good when he still he captured a whole lot. And uh, but we had to do it our way through through the music. So right. I'm, I'm glad that record uh, came out like that. It's real dope. Hey, this joint, right, this joint right here, <laughs> go. Shout out to the homegirl, Faith Still. Evans, man. Yes. Mad, one of the most down-to-earth people. Super, super cool. Yes. Um, ooh, let that roll, Ron C. Boom, 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 boom. Ooh. Uh-huh, Shakers. And- yeah, the Shakers is crazy. I never heard those until now. Oh, wow. Yeah, because your ear, you don't got no Q-tips. I don't have ears. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, your ears, you don't have ears. You don't have ears. Um, so, Kat, after after this, you, you do this, do you start to be, are you start, you become more sought after? Like, are, are, how are you starting to, to really, like, work a lot? Is it, would you say this was, like, the most, um productive time in your career was around this was it around this point hmm yeah yeah you, you, you I'll say that because by me having a balance of what I did uh in the hip-hop community I was able to uh you know do my thing like how Puffy did Puffy did a unique uh blend of both cultures of hip-hop and R&B so on the west coast if you really want to look at it between me and Quick or maybe a little bit more, not even took my horn with me. I did a lot uh, more R&B and rap. 
uh, that the the this it was just the relationship. Just you know, because I've always been musical inclined. Mm-hmm. I, I never. It, I, if I if I'm not wrong, I thought it was the music first before anything, and it still <laughs> right. is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. the fact that they could appreciate that my musicality was wide and I had a wide range. Oh, you, you know Bob Skag, or oh, you 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 know this, you know that, you know Patrice Russian. Oh man, you really know your music. You know, knowing my cracks and knowing the history, and it's a, it was very important to have that kind of information as a musician and a producer because then you have something in common. And they look at you for, as as a foundation to be reckoned with. It's like you know, I know this dude got got me all the way around. I could do a little something and leave the room and know that Battlecat got me. He understands my my lane, my journey, my purpose here in music, and that's what put me in a legendary or in a sense, in so many ways, people kind of like look at me in an iconic way because when you look at someone who came from where I come from, from South Central, you got Dre from Compton, you got Quick from Compton. And you got DJ Pooh, you know, you got Bobcat. I'm naming the Egyptian lover. These guys <clears throat> are the architects like I am that keep this coast going still. You still got Egyptian lover doing him. You know, uh, it, it, did, it did a lot for me to, to be versatile you know, in my music. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, it even brought me in a unique situation I couldn't see coming, like Tom Jones. I produced, I produced you Tom produce Jones. That's crazy. Tom Jones? Yeah, me and my boy Warren Campbell, who's married to Mary Mary. Oh, I know we, we Warren did, Campbell. We oh, did, we one, did that record together. Oh, wow. Man. We, did that, we did a record together called I Don't Think So. And it's Jones. funky, too. And it's melodic and it's right and it fit because that's one of the funkiest white boys I ever heard walking on the face you, of I, earth. I grew up on, my mom loved her some damn you Tom Jones. You know so I saying? grew Is up on right Tom Jones. Though? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if as he, he, got, he got some Jewish thing going as on. As he got older, like know? back then, like in the 70s, you didn't yeah. really quite know what the hell Tom Jones right. was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the medallions and he had the oh, chest man. out. You didn't on, know what he was on. He was kind of pimpish. He had sisters. He was even pimpish. my grandmother at the edge of their damn like beds. You feel me? Exactly. See, I, th- I don't yeah. think that he's fully white. Yeah, you didn't know what he was. Yeah, uh, I, I just saw him on the one uh, another of the shows that I put on the watch list yeah. was uh, Most Expensive with uh, Two Chains. Oh wow, that's crazy. That show. Yeah. Tom Jones was on that show. Wow. Was on um that show. I gotta and see. He was it. talking about. Like he he has a full on like museum in his house. Yeah, yeah. of him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen. If you don't show the appreciation for yourself and when you at, it can really be a downer to have low self esteem yes, in your life absolutely. and letting the perception of the world dictate your your journey and your purpose and who you are. But it led me to other great situations like Kenny Lattimore. Brian McKnight and Nate Dogg together on the same track. You know, I never experienced those wow. kind of things. So I love that my music really has an effect of bringing people together. It bridged the gap, like how Gap Band is, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, if I'm not wrong, is what the middle of the state uh-huh. is where, where everything is. You know what I'm saying? I could be wrong about that, but in music, they did that. They, they had that effect on me. So I wanted to do the same thing through my, uh, my opportunity as a producer and right. musician. Um, Kat, what is it out of all the you know the the songs that you've done? Is what's the one song that you just you're like I know this song is gonna crack and it didn't. Oh, like and you why? expected it to do, you, and why what? you feel like it didn't do as well? But you were you're like I no, know I, this I, is gonna I, crack. You know what? You know what? Um, Man, that's one to think about. I might not take long to think about that record either. But 
Fortunately, I had I haven't had those kind of situations. I don't need to be thinking too hard, but I just do remember a couple of records that should have went but didn't. But I'm just right. thinking about a record that got lost in the sauce, but then it got put uh, out a little later in the years. But it, it was cool. But no, not really. That not never really, really, happened. really happened. I've been fortunate, even with do the hard times of me sitting down and not really, you know, being in the game because I remember. Maybe around 2007 or 8, I started to get a little quiet, you know what I'm saying? And I've really been behind the scenes, not even physically putting out records. i still been the inspirational what my coach is doing. Right. When you get the YGs and you got the musters and you got the problems or, or whatnot, they still are... Uh, a replica or an extension of of greatness of us. You Absolutely, know what I'm me and Quick still got that funk and melodic thing that where they they doing it in a different way. But if you don't show them where their music come from, they think all it's all original, right? And it's theirs. No, it's an influence right. of <laughs> us and the ones who we followed and looked up to. And you look, you go go back and listen to a lot of One Way, and you are gonna hear a lot of that and some Bay Area on funk as well from from music. As well as rap and hip hop, you're gonna see where it's it's all at. Detroit is still there in a lot of people's music. You just gotta really study your music, and then you'll see. Oh, that's what the similarity Absolutely. is. If you notice what DJs do now, once they start to kept uh, capture the history or find out that this is where it come from, guess what they do now? They will play the original of where that came from, and then they'll play the person who flipped it. Absolutely. Right. And I like that because then you're paying homage, and then you're showing history Absolutely. of where the foundation of it come from. And the people in radio over the years who have owned radio, they don't appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? They 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 almost like fast food, you know, uh people. They just want to adapt. They 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 culture jockers and they would take it and, and turn it around and mess up the integrity and the essence and the movement of what music was yep. and where people will feel like I gotta second guess who I am and what I'm doing. And then now I got to dummy me down mm -hmm. just to adapt to That's fit. You don't have to do that. You don't see the damn Isley brothers dummying down they sound no. or the whispers trying to put 808 in their music <laughs> and, 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 and trapping just to be relevant with the young generation because the radio station is saying this is what it is and only for you to co coexist. But what we're doing now and where radio is, get with this. So I love Dash Radio and what you're doing and the music you've been playing is just really refreshing to know that someone is passionate like that. You're from another coast, but you're here in L.A. holding down the, the essence and the culture of music. Right. Not just West Coast music. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you having me on the show and, and expressing that and feeling like my re my relevancy is is uh, necessary to the show. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. What I'm saying? For the world to know that, hey, I'm here and it ain't over with. You know, I still got some things in the fire. I got the number one gospel record in the game with my boy Snoop Dogg. I, sick, I, I mixed the record. I co-produced the record. I did a lot of things with him and, and my uh, family of, of R&B and music and rap who who come from a secular point of view. We did a unique job with that. So we like we like the seventh week and still number one. So and he just got an award Let for me that tell day. you, yeah. if, if Snoop messed around and win a Grammy and he possibly could win a Grammy yes, for yes. a gospel yeah. album. He just got some kind of award for it. Man, and shout out to my boy B. Slade who just Come on now. See, that, murders see, 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 see. vocally see. one of the top 
male vocalist that I I don't even know too many because I can even hold a candle to what B Slade does, and he killed that joint with Snoop. I see. See, I, I knew it was something about you, man, but I just didn't really know you was really open and 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 mindful to music, period, and all genres. That is so important and to be uh, commended. I just. That's what it's all about, man. Cause okay, okay, Battle That's where it's at. You giving him too much credit. No, no, you don't me. understand for me. See, I'm an original <laughs> K-Day mix master. And and that's one thing we we pride ourselves on as someone who really understands music and the culture of just everything across the board. You don't discriminate none. None of it. Right, I don't discriminate you feel none. No, no, not to say that you are, man. <laughs> No, I don't want to make you feel like you're and, outcast. And, and like you said, of what I'm saying, but and, and shout out to the original, you know, mix masters. If we're yeah, talking yeah, about Joe yeah. Cooley, we're talking about Ralph, we're talking about Ralph, Tracy, M Walk, DJ Romeo, all those cats, uh, all them cats. I, I can name okay. them all. all right, well. Tony Gonzalez, Ralph M, hey, all of them. Julio, Julio Tony G, G who's mm-hmm. one of the damn godfathers. Yes, the shout first. out to Tony G. Uh, you absolutely. know what? It's funny that you say that. The original first DJ of the K Day Mix Master is my homeboy from Compton. Dr. Dre first. Absolutely. A lot of people don't know that. Dr. Dre was one of the first. Yeah. Yeah. The first K Day Mix Match. You can pull that up on YouTube. It's coming out of it's coming out of Greg Mack's mouth. And Tony Gonzalez and Bobcat can back it up. The second set of DJs after him was Tony Gonzalez and Bobcat. Yeah. But Bobcat was brewing so so much and and making uh, flame and his contribution to hip hop. To L, uh, to uh, from LL. LA to, to, to LL to, from New York to LA. Right. To right. LA to New York. Who it was this? incredible. This is Bobby Bobcat, Bobcat, Bobcat Irvin out of Los Angeles, okay, California. I, I need I love. Mama said knock you out. Dear event. Yeah, he's from LA. But for yes. a lot of folks, because because of LL, if you didn't know, they, they thought that he I was from he was, New York. And that was that's what's so unique about that because that is the first time you ever heard New York and LA together. First in production before Ice Cube got with the Bomb Squad and his and his and his homie DJ Jinx, you know what I'm saying from the yeah. Lynch Mob. Right. Do, do your homework in history and understand how that how that thing question. go. Yeah. I have a question. So was they DJ don't... Bobcat in Crush Groove? No, no, oh, okay. none, no one from uh, LA was in Crush Groove. Oh, okay. Our 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 history of that is uh is is uh breaking. It's breaking. Breaking. That's L.A. That's the L.A. scene. Okay, got Shabadoo, Shabadoo, Shabadoo Boogaloo, 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 Shrimp, Boogaloo Shrimp, Poppin' uh, Taco, Poppin Taco, Poppin Taco, and Chris the Glove, and Poppin' Pete. You know, Absolutely. Okay, and I then, know all those people, but yeah, I know those, the first right. two. And right. then if you want to go up before that, it's Breaking and Ennery. Right. Breaking and Ennery is really L.A.'s first underground hip-hop with Egyptian Lover, Chris the Glove, and all them that I'm naming. Breaking Even the Booyah tribe. Breaking and Ennery. Yeah, Breaking and Ennery. Go pull that up. Yeah. And the difference, you know, when when you start talking about, um, even from a dance perspective, you know, New York was breaking, LA was popping and locking. Mm. I know this. Mm. You talking to me like I didn't pop our lock. Say it. Okay. Say just, it. just so you understand Listen, what it I know, is. Ain't no stopping us. And saying it's crazy because our, our scene was <laughs> re- the Radiotron, you know, Uncle Jim's, I mean, at the sports at arena. At the sports arena. I remember uh, seeing pen, those posters. You know, I couldn't go, but dudos, I remember seeing those posters. Skateland, Well oh, on, on Wheels, everywhere. Center? All oh, that. That's, that's us. That's where I come from. Come on, so Skateland on Saturdays? Yeah, man. Come on. Come on. That's when they had... The underage skating, I could skate. You heard me? Because <laughs> we went to the Hawthorne Six theaters before we went to Skateland. After. Oh wow! You heard that? You hear that? <laughs> so, I, with all the stuff that um, you know that that you've done, Cat, and all the folks that you have worked with at this point in your career, mm-hmm. where where do you see yourself 
going? What is it that you want to conquer that, that that you haven't? And who is it that you see from whatever genre? Like, man, I would like to put my 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 cat on on that artist. Put my cat. It's Bobcat. Yeah. No. Oh. Well, Paul. He just I mean, because listen, I, I, he's I, talking, I, talking about the music. This, talking about the, okay. I know. I know what you're trying to put your don't, cat. Don't let her ra- railroad us right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You know what I'm talking about? So you're talking about the cat sound. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, it would be someone uniquely likes that's still here. Thank God. It's not Stevie Wonder. That's the one I haven't worked with yet. I would love to work with him because he really understands everything. And the fact that he have a radio station, he, he understands everything about a DJ, everything about programming music, everything about holding the integrity of the culture of music from all coasts. That's, that's have a, you had a chance to meet Stevie? Yeah, quite a few times. He's I, a fool. I DJed, man, I DJed uh, uh, a birthday earlier this year or last year. Yeah. I, I think earlier this year for Usher and... Uh, it was amazing to see him uh, enjoying himself, and he was patting his feet and listening to our Man, DJ composition. Man, let me tell you, he's the coolest cat to hang Man. out with. How many times we hung out with, with Stevie around? See, I can't even count the amount of times that we hung out with, with, with Stevie from when we used to work at KGLH, one of the most down-to-earth, coolest cats, man. He yeah, liked man. Party. Stevie yeah. liked to party, dude. Yeah. yeah, he liked to party. So guess what? I got this little short thing where I introduced myself. I came from behind the scene to have my other homeboy DJing with me. And then I introduced myself. And he said, yeah, man, I know your records. I know, I know right. who I'm he, talking to. He man. know about that dude. music. So he said, he said, but I want to dance, though. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. So I ran back up to the turntables, <laughs> cut the conversation short. I said, I'll be right back. And I never came back. I stayed on the turntables the whole night for the last three hours. Right. And I, yeah, man, I got him up. He had five of them on him. Yeah, that's ones. how he get down. Ooh, weird. And I ain't never seen him move and groove. That's it's another dope. thing to see him move and groove. So I said, all right, I'm finna go get in that ass. I'm finna, <laughs> I'm finna bring the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I'm gonna twist it all up, 2000 and all that. And it, it was incredible because we got people like L.A. Reed, Russell Simmons. L.A. Reed from the, uh, him and Babyface, L.A. Reed jumped on the drums. I'm playing more bounce. Wow. He jumps on the drums. Then you got your boy, Kit, uh, JD, 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 Kit, uh, you know, Capri, you know what I'm talking about? Kid Capri, uh-huh. Not Kid Capri, but uh, oh, the JD, homie. JD, JD, Jermaine, J- J- Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine Dupree. That's what I meant to say. It was got JD. you, got you. So he was in there. He hosting on the mic, you know what I'm saying? Usher looking in the corner like, mm-hmm, I see you, cat. You're doing your thing. You got this place jumping. But I mean... Or, you know, I had to come up and tell you, you're fired. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> thanks to 1500 or nothing, I left about, with five stacks and about three, uh, 3 a.m. Everybody going to their cars and still dancing and they're wiggling. So we know we did our it's job, man. So job. thank you, Stevie Wonder, for co-signing Battle Cats. No, that's DJ tight. Set. That's dope. So Stevie Wonder somebody that you would like yeah, to rock with. Yeah, that's super yeah. dope. And what I haven't done to top it off is I really want to become a professor. So I'm going to find myself really going through the necessary protocol and getting all the information to get the the uh, the uh, uh, this whole thing laid out right. You know, in music, I, I know so much information. A lot of people always ask me, you know, so many questions. And how you do this? How you do that? You know, why do this sound like that? You know, and the fact that I'm still around. I'm, I'm, I'm an uncle. I'm a young uncle. Absolutely. I'm right. not old, old, you know. I mean, and it's nothing wrong with being older in life than you being blessed to live another day. Right. So right. for those who tell me, oh, man, I ain't going to be doing nothing when I turn 50. I just turned 50 for 20, and I'm still knocking them on their head. <laughs> Yo, 
That's when right. I tell you, you honey, <laughs> he came in with a, a, a tapered beard that looks like it's been groomed and shined. It, ha- it has, baby, today. <laughs> Literally. I do not play that. L.A., the whole coaching style and fashion and being a, a, a blessed African-American is, is no joke. You know, we we always being thrown under the bus and not, you know, really being being appreciated for what we have done and our contributions. So anytime they see me, whether if they think I'm doing good or bad, they gonna know that that dude was well dressed, well groomed, smelled good, you. and was approachable and still that guy. Right, ladies. I mean, yeah. when I tell you his skin is glossy, <laughs> he's over here glossy. AM Caffeine Show. I want to thank Battle Cat for Rock. So, Battle, do you do we have any music coming out? Like, do we have anything to look out for? Mm, you or know, are you are you just I got, still I got, cooking? I got, I got a goal where I'm really pushing some some new things. You know, my man Ken over here brought me in again to coexist with the new uh, members that come from New Edition and BBD. They are forming a unique situation, so I don't have to stop. That's Stop, you know, my thing and my flow. I did something on the on the hey, last. You, had, you had something on BBD's yeah, last yeah, album that was Don't just go. released. Don't go. By me and fifteen hundred. Which nothing. I can't front. Which was actually one of my favorite yeah, songs. Man, come off on, of that Latin album. and funk. Come on, they they yeah. ain't never seen that coming. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're doing some unique things and things. Dre don't want me to just only exist in certain parts of his life. He really want me instrumental in what he's doing with his new album. Dre is All really right. hungry and he's inspired and he's in love again with music and he wanna he don't want me doing the one off with him. He wants me to do more nice. with him this time around and I'm I, I'm glad to be a part of that. I played uh, a couple of things and inspired some things on the Nipsey Hustle. I played Talk Box and song on the uh, real big record. That was, I'm I'm happy for Nipsey. He deserved it. I didn't get a chance to produce on it because I was moving too fast, but he gave me every opportunity to be on there. I would like to mention some other names, but I'm not going to do that just yet because when it's etched in stone and you see the credits and you know it is what it is, it's, it's going down. But look out for Janice Freeman. She's a unique artist out of Compton who Janice was on The Freeman. Voice. She did her thing, man. That was a perfect platform for my girl to be seen and heard out of Compton, California. Uh, There's a whole lot of stuff, man. My boy, Mike Strom, that's my brother. Y'all haven't heard of him, but it's time that you do hear him. You know, me and Snoop and different people have our arms around in an exhibit, but we, we really want to give him a platform so he can at least be heard one time before your mind, you know, on the West Coast. He's like my little everything. He's my corrupt, my my everything. He's my uh, go-to guy to make sure I keep fire up on, on my music as well. He's a hell of a person and a father. And we got new shoes entertainment, you know what I'm saying? That's me and my wifey. We ain't playing with it. <laughs> we got a new studio, you know, being built. And we're going to have some unique artists coming out of there, legendary and as well as new. So we're about really the educational aspect of it. But I really want to be a professor. If I push hard on this one, it could be a un- un- unique situation with me teaching at U- USC. Oh, oh I, I was going to say on. USC. I actually was uh, going to say USC. Yeah, That's dope. Or, or as well as uh, at the 1500 or nothing uh, uh, academy. You know, those brothers been behind me. Uh, quite a quite a bit, and they want me to be in a place where I'm going to be appreciated and, and and not just tolerated. You feel me? They love me like that, and they make sure I stay fresh with what I do as well. So thank 
Thank goodness on that. And then, like I said, me and Snoopy, we still at it. We can always do things. We working on something new now. I did something with the 220 album. All the other records, previous records as well. I always give him uh, production and, and music uh, advice about his music. So I'll make sure that he stay fresh and current as well. There it is. The one and only DJ Battle yeah. Cat in the building. Yeah. Thank you so much for hanging with us today, Cat. What's your Instagram? Yeah, DJ Battle Cat. You know, no underscores, no caps, no... No music spelled the wrong way, spelled the correct way. You know what I'm saying? There like it is. All, on all social media? Yeah, that, that's, on? that's it for me. That's the way it, it works for me. I'm not a Twitter guy. <laughs> I'm not a Facebook guy. I don't like neither one of them. Right. They work. They work. But, you know, I found the lane that works for me because I use this to do my own PR work. And it is intimate. You know, I do a lot of Instagram live like I'm doing now. And I got my fans listening. And they uh, loving everything that I'm doing. And I do a lot, a little uh giving knowledge and education on the art of making music and just being a good person. They need that. They need some type of big brother or uncle, you know, uh, thing to their to they, to they thing because they, they don't have that. They don't come with the instructions of learning how to be Absolutely. a professional producer, musician, or anything. They need to learn the etiquettes and they rather uh, get it from me. So it is what it is. I will be the ambassador of the West Coast of funk and music and good and, and, and good communication and conversation. That's what I do. There it is. AM Caffeine Morning Show. Yes. Thank you once again to Kat. Man. And it was real cool that Cat oh, got a uh, got a chance to spin at a, a birthday party that Ken and I were a part of. My man Ronnie DeVos' 50th oh, birthday party man. last year, Ken. Crazy. That was so off the hook. Crazy. And, and Battle, Cat you, was, Battle Cat was a DJ for that night. So that I was such that a monumental. Really nice. Marlo, sorry. Really nice. Wait for the next wait for the next one. You'll be dead by that time. But hey, there it is. <laughs> AM <Wow>. Caffeine Show. <laughs> Thank you so much for Battle Cat for rocking with us, Ronnie. See you in the mix. It's the AM Caffeine Show. You guys enjoy your day. Make sure you follow Battle Cat and and continue to support and see what he got going on. AM Caffeine Show. You guys enjoy your day. We out. Thanks, Cat. Peace. Thank you, man. I'm not dying.